My name is Jennifer Elston, and I'm an entrepreneur, social marketer, attorney, vision strategist, and most importantly, I'm a mom of four. We have this one life, and I believe that the only time that any of us truly have is now. And I don't want us to waste a second. So no, you are not excused. You can ditch the overwhelm, and you can make big mindset moves by seeing excuses as the reasons for showing up in your own life. So let's change the world one candid conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and I hope this episode 14 of the You Are Not Excused podcast finds you well. I am sure that many of you listening have reset your vision. You are becoming more aware of your own excuses, your own stories, your own self-sabotage, and you are excited and empowered and manifesting with intention what it is that you desire and deserve in your life. Am I right? Am I right? I hope so. So let's get into it today. There are two massive things that I have found in coaching and mentoring. There's probably a better word than things, but, but that I have found in coaching and mentoring people over the last nearly a decade. So many people over the years that stand out in one way or another. These are the things that set them apart. The people who will and do find and keep success versus those who will quit, never get there, or or kind of get there but then don't keep it because, you know, one of the things that I talked about in the last episode is they're constantly manifesting what it is that they don't want because their unconscious mind has all of those fears taking over. And uh, one of these two things plays into that. These are two ideas, two skills to master for success. Okay? Get your pen and paper out. I don't care. I don't care what it is that you do, what it is that you want, what business you're in, if you are in network marketing, if you are in coaching, if you are in business, if you are a small business owner, if you are a giant business owner, if you have big 10x dreams for your business, I don't care what it is that you do, uh, financial planner, lawyer, teacher, anything, these two things are going to set you apart. They're going to move you quicker to where you want to be and keep you there. Ready? The first is the ability to problem solve. Your income in nearly every single field, every business career or the like will be directly related to your ability to problem solve and your initiative to do it, to solve problems and to do it well. You will make more money. You will rise to the top the bigger the problems that you can and do take the initiative to solve. The only exception to this is if you have somehow made it happen because you were surrounded by elite problem solvers. 
but that isn't the case for most people outside of politicians or those who have inherited wealth from their family and and they got there because their ancestor or the successor in that business could solve a problem. They did not create that empire without the ability to solve a problem or have the people around them solving the problems for them, right? You have to be able to provide solutions, to see a problem, to solve it. If, for example, you have been in my main space, the network marketing space where I have been for the last nine years, for years, and you are not at the same level as someone else who has been in the same time or less, they have surpassed you, but you are doing the things, you're, you're building a team, you're doing the things I would assume that one main reason is that you aren't a problem solver and they are. Ask yourself, no matter your industry, do you handle things on your own? Things that you should be capable of handling. I'm not saying trying to solve a massive crisis on your own and then bungling it all up. But do you solve the day-to-day things on your own? The customer service issues that come up. The questions that arise. The, the stumbling blocks. The, the road bumps. The small things that don't require expertise. Do you handle those things on your own? Or do you run to someone else or a group of people for everything before you try to handle or solve it? for their opinion, for their advice, for the answer to the question, um, for how to handle something. You know, in my business, there may be a customer wants a specific thing uh, that we don't have at that time. You know the answer, but you go to somebody else to to get the answer or to, to find the solution. Do you handle things on your own or do you run to someone else? Think it through and think it through well. And with a business mindset, not an emotional mindset, not what's the easiest way, the one word answer, not the way that's good for them at the expense of your business because you cave on everything, because you can solve problems poorly just as you can solve them in a way that's valuable to your business and to yourself and to your goals, right? Right? You can solve them poorly because you just simply say, fine, you cave, you don't think of the solution. Somebody says they want to cancel, they want to quit, they, they uh, give you the excuses of whatever the excuses are. We, there, there are many across multiple lines of businesses all the time. Usually they involve money, time, or they have to ask their spouse or partner permission. Right? Can you respond to those? Do you cave? Do you go to somebody else? Do you respond in your emotions, which I'm going to get to in a minute? Do you take the path of least resistance at the expense of your business or yourself, your confidence? Be honest with yourself. Where do you stand on that? If you can independently manage your business, solve the problems that come up without freaking out or doubting yourself on the most basic issues, problems, resolutions... I'm not talking about the big things that require an expert. If you, can, if you can manage your business and solve those problems, 
and lead others and grow to grow while you're doing that, you are a valuable problem solver. Is that you? Or do you rely on somebody else to solve the basics for you because you just don't have time, you don't have the confidence, um, you've not even tried? And if you aren't a valuable problem solver, well, now you are aware of what you need to work on, right? On the number one massive game changer. Your ability to solve problems, to take the initiative to solve problems, and to solve them well. To benefit you, yourself, your business, your confidence, your relationship, whatever it is. Second massive game changer. Get ready. I've talked about this one before. (laughs) It comes up so often. Not responding to everything emotionally. Not living and making decisions based upon your emotions. And I perhaps had an unfair edge in this, but I also had to use tools and problem solving to keep my head on straight as well. And I, and I always do. I am an empath. I feel emotions, my own and those of other people. I have had them where they almost paralyze me, where I take on other people's feelings, their emotions, their problems. Um, and I have a very, very strong sense of justice. But I was taught uh, by my father. He was a, a coach and a teacher, just an incredible man. And, and I have seven older brothers and one older sister. And in my family, uh, we were taught not to make decisions based upon emotion. We were not stifled. We were guided into, all, into uh, level-headed decisions and why making decisions based upon emotion was a bad idea. <clears throat> And in law school, it's one of the very first things that I was trained to be aware of, to have difficult conversations and respond without emotion. And I don't mean respond like a zombie with no affect. I mean not letting your emotions alter, determine, cloud your responses. That we don't make decisions or respond to things based upon how we feel in that moment and certainly not while we're in those emotions because your emotions change from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, and they cloud reality. And like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel things, that you should become a zombie. I I feel them all. I've told you, you couldn't even think that I'm telling you that because I tell you all of the time on here, if you've listened, that you should feel them and you have to work through them. In fact, I believe that people who do whatever they can to not feel them have just as much or maybe a bigger problem because they often don't want to feel them because of how they tend to respond to or feel the feeling it arises in them so they don't do anything they don't take action they they avoid they stick their head in the sand they avoid 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 until it becomes a crisis situation and then they say what happened this is so unfair we were avoiding because you didn't want to feel emotions because you don't have control over your responses you respond and react emotionally so you avoid the triggers that you know will make you feel a certain way or you avoid doing anything that could possibly make you feel that way so you are living a half life not even close to your potential. 
not even close to what's possible for you. So here is my sage advice as a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, a lawyer. Well, it's not legal advice. <laughs> Someone who has, who has coached and mentored and, and lived it. My learned advice. Take a moment to respond. Take a moment to work through the emotions before you respond or decide or react. It will save you so much time, stress, and anxiety. It will save relationships. It will save you money. It will save your business. It will save you having a knee-jerk reaction that you later regret. It will save you resentment. It will save you cleanup. It will save so much if you just pause. Work through and then respond. Because what people tend to not think about is that Doing this really shows that you are respecting your own boundaries, that you have boundaries that you respect. And what you tend not to understand about boundaries is that boundaries are not to change other people or to convince them to do something differently or to value something differently or to stop doing something. That is not what boundaries are. Boundaries have nothing to do with other people. They are our way, your individual way of advocating for and respecting yourself and your responses to others, no matter how they feel or act or respond to you. You advocating for and respecting your own boundaries And your controlled responses, no matter how they might respond back to you. Boundaries are yours. It's not about them. They're about you. Does that make sense? Save your emotions. Save that that firestorm of feeling for something more beneficial than self-sabotage. For something more beneficial than flushing your dreams down the toilet or hurting someone else. You hurt yourself in the process every single time. Channel them into the fuel for your life, for your manifestations towards your vision, for fighting injustice in the world, for motivating your children. Get them off video games and and doing something, for living and loving with your whole soul, for living a full life channel it into the beneficial things. Those who live in and who are ultimately controlled by their emotions and reactions are not manifesting what they want. They can't. They are not creating momentum or results or taking action towards changing or building what they want. They may take five steps forward and those emotional responses will take them 15 steps backward and they're starting over and they're hot and cold. It is not possible when you are up and down all of the time and so easily distracted by how you feel and having a response to that by letting moments have the control 
It's not possible to manifest what you want to get, what you want to be taking intentional action to what you want when you have all of these roadblocks constantly because you emotionally respond to everything going on, even if it's not directly related to you. Some of you all have such an emotional response to everything going on in the world that you let the, the, what, what's going on in the water around you, that's a, a great analogy from that quote, right? Into your boat to sink it. Instead of saying, how can I use my boat for good, for cleaning up these waters, for building something great, for uh, maybe even creating a distraction from what's going on? I've never seen anything like what has gone on. You know, none of us have in the last few years, but even prior to that, The number of people who cannot focus on their own life, their own business, their own dreams, their own goals, their own visions, because their emotional reaction to something else going on, not even in their own life personally, and they just flush everything down the toilet because of something else that that is going on in the world. There there is always going to be something going on in the world. You have to be able to control how you respond to it in a positive way. There's always going to be something going on in your life. There has never been a good or perfect time for me to start or do anything. That is a lie you tell yourself. That is an excuse. Fueled by your emotions. Fueled by, it's just, it's overwhelming. Or I feel guilty that somebody somewhere had something bad happen to them. And so I can't do something that would be good for me because I feel guilty. What? Listen to how silly that is. You can be empathetic and sympathetic and kind and giving and generous and still live your life and build your dreams and show up. You're not overwhelmed. That's an emotion. That is not a circumstance. But I watch so many people say, oh, there's so much going on in the world. I'm overwhelmed. You're not overwhelmed. That would imply that there is a circumstance that is overwhelmed. You are having an emotional reaction. I watch people slash all four tires and burn the car to the ground when they have one flat tire. I've, I've done it myself. Can any of you identify with this? You just have to be aware. You just have to be aware and you will get better and better and better at controlling your responses. So I've made it a personal rule. Do I always succeed? No. But I mostly succeed now. So I make it that personal rule that I don't respond to something emotionally triggering other than possibly venting to my husband or a friend or, you know, taking my 10 minutes of moping. But I don't respond. I don't make a decision. I don't respond to someone 
or something or slash my other tires. For at a minimum an hour. If it's deeply emotional, I sleep on it. You know, those things that that really tick me off, I sleep on it. I'll count to 10 if it's an in-person encounter or on a phone call or something. I will write out what I want to say. You know, the, the, the stuff you want to say that would just burn it all down. But I don't actually send it or say it. Type it out and don't hit send, for God's sake. Wait to cool off. I wait to cool off when I'm in my rational mind. Y'all, this is the same reason that in most states, you can't just file for divorce and get a divorce. Nope. There would be like a 90% divorce rate in this country. (laughs) There is a legal cooling off period required after filing. Why? Just in case you realize you were a little bit too rash in your emotional reaction when deciding to legally sever your marriage. I used to file divorces and dismiss quite a few of them within that cooling off period. So you need to potentially impose an emotional cooling off period for yourself. That you will not give a hair trigger response, quit, throw in the towel, cancel the plans, file for the divorce until you have had time for your head to catch up with your heart and your blood pressure to return to normal. But you don't stop everything, stop working, stop advocating for yourself, stop putting in the time, stop taking action on what you want in your life. Every time something emotionally rocks you for a minute. Listen, if your pulse is elevated, you have not cooled off. Pro tip. And when you're aware that you operate this way, you can take strides to create boundaries, to change your reactions and to predict when this is going to happen and what your habits have been and how to change that. You may need coaching. You may need therapy. You may need uh, medication. Don't apologize for any of it. That is okay. Do what needs to be done so that you can take care of business and take care of you and live a life fully that is getting you closer to your vision, to what is already yours. And if you can become a problem solver who is in control of their emotional responses, you are eliminating two huge pools of excuses that most people have. You're not excused by your inability to manage and resolve issues yourself. And you aren't constantly using your emotions and feelings as another excuse. That's power. The ups and downs will be less and less. And frankly, you will be unstoppable if you want to be. Thank you so much for listening today. It has been my honor to share time with you. And I hope that you will share this podcast with the people important to you who you think may need to hear it. And please follow or subscribe to the show where you listen to your podcasts. If there's a topic you would like me to cover, please message me on Instagram or Facebook. Join me right here on the next episode of You Are Not Excused.